Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of El Chuqueño Presents Almost Live from Big D's Party Palace. I'm here with Fernie G. Howdy folks. Ben Ami. Hey there. And my name is Rich Wright, and we were just talking here in the studio in Big D's Party Palace. We were talking a little bit before we get along about El Paso's population, you know, uh, We've been, El Paso has been losing population since 2017. And uh, according to that article in El Paso Matters, we have lost 3,000 people over the last three years, about 1,000 people a year. Mm -hmm. Weird, huh? Pretty weird. I mean, you wonder if, you know, there isn't, El Paso isn't having that population boom that everyone kind of hopes for, that other cities have, and our city government is trying to you know right make happen but it's just not happening and kind of wondering is it have we peaked out or is this kind of limited growth kind of what are what we're to expect in the future well it's it's interesting you know for the longest time el paso's population growth growth was from uh, people moving here from mexico you know mm-hmm. and the people that were here Typically, they would uh, move out. They would go someplace else. And Mm -hmm. now, uh, it's more restrictive to move here from Mexico. So, we don't have Mm -hmm. that influx. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, there was all kinds of plans to stop the so-called brain drain. Mm -hmm. But they haven't panned out. And I think... I think it's poor planning, you know. I think it's, I don't know. Back, back when the Earth's crust was still warm and dinosaurs walked the Earth, I lived in Austin, Austin, Texas. I lived in Austin, Texas in the 70s. And uh, in Austin, Texas, they had uh, PhDs flipping burgers at Dirty's, you know, Mm -hmm. or... uh, Working at working the counter at Mad Dog and Beans, you know, and they weren't there for the great jobs. Mm-hmm. They were there because they liked Austin, you know. Mm-hmm. And El Paso's had some great stuff. El Paso used to have soul. It used to be authentic, mm-hmm. and I don't think it is anymore. I think we're losing that. I think you go downtown, and there are whole blocks of empty buildings, empty offices, empty storefronts, and like we said last time, there used to be dive bars down there. You know, a lot of dive bars. It was a cool place to go. It was cool to hang out. And the powers that be decided that's not what we needed. So weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bad, uh, maybe some bad planning. I mean, uh, it was better. There, there were more dive bars and uh, I think... It was cooler. It was yeah, cooler. it was cooler. It was more, a little more humble. You know, right. it wasn't all fancy-schmancy, which is okay, but, uh, you know, not everybody can pay four or five bucks for a beer. Not everybody wants to. Not everybody, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to. Yeah. Four or five to. bucks is even... Right, that's low end. These even low. Low end, I mean, even getting a... Yeah, I don't know if you can go anywhere for a $2, or maybe a $3 beer over at Asitunas, maybe. Maybe. How about Dos Equis in a mm-hmm. bottle. That place on uh, Copia, that Puerto Rican restaurant. It was a buck and a half, I think, or two bucks during your campaign. Oh, uh, yeah, that was the Cuban restaurant. Yeah, the, the Cuban, Cuban restaurant. restaurant. Cuba, Puerto Rico, I couldn't what's believe the difference? That the beers were so in- right. affordable. 
Now, which mm-hmm. makes me wonder, why aren't we there right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, yeah. you guys. We'll be. <laughs> We're gonna go eat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was good. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. there's, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. I'm old too. You know, maybe the whole world has changed when I wasn't looking. You know, there's a chance, but maybe constant state of flux. Right. Uh, but you know, part of this whole population growth is what kind of jobs are coming to El Paso. And if you go over to the Borderplex Alliance website, they and they have a little manufacturing section. They're touting the ports of entry, which means they're the manufacturing's in Mexico. It's not gonna be in El Paso. You know, they're they're supposed to promote our. What are they well, saying? What are they saying about the ports of entry? Well, just that there are how many options there are. We have six ports coming into. Well, southern New Mexico and El Paso. Hmm. So, uh, that's not a... They're not selling El Paso, necessarily. They are. They're selling El Paso as a truck stop town. Yeah. Uh, Some town you drive through on the way to someplace Mm -hmm. else. From Juarez to... Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess we just got that Amazon facility, but that's, again, not... Probably not the best-paying jobs, and... Well, maybe they're pretty good. I mean, I think they're maybe 15, which is... They're probably great for El Paso. Yeah. But, you know... A lot of turnover, probably. You got to be on your feet all day running around a warehouse, you know? Right. Those Amazon jobs aren't famous for being poor, shitty jobs. Mm -hmm. But um, how long before that's all robots? You know, I know they're already putting robots in a lot of those Mm -hmm. Amazon factories. Mm -hmm. And those... Amazon, God bless them, the evil empire, they're putting a lot of the brick and mortar stores out of business mm-hmm. yeah. they have they have yeah well yeah. so we are logistically kind of a warehouse on an island first they mm-hmm. came for the mom and pops and i was not a mom and pop so i said nothing <laughs> then they came for the big box stores and i was not a big box store so i said nothing, nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Then, then they came for your warehouse job, and, and then they came for my <laughs> warehouse job. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a shame. But it seems like you know, as the population grows, it's basically just service. We're kind of exactly the money is kind of going around in a circle. You know, it's a service based and yeah, service based, and it's kind of growing because sprawl. We're kind of it's just growing naturally. Mm-hmm. But well, why kind is of it the, growing? Why is that sprawl happening? Where Where are those people coming from? Exactly. That's I guess people are moving out of their folks' houses. I That's what I think. They're yes. moving you know, out of their folks' houses. They're, you know, they're maybe tired of the apartment. So and they're uh, moving out to the edge of town where they can afford a house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. Right. So there's... But, but you know, how, how long can you sustain that? that, that you know, that's going to peak out, you know. Uh-huh. And maybe we're at, maybe we're at that point. I mean... As uh, El Paso Matters reported, and I think uh, the other you're pointing out that population decline. So. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, uh, how big do we need to be? You know, another great question. Yeah, why why do we need this constant growth? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you another thing is that all the money we spend in taxes is money we're not spending in the local economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you know, building on the last episode with the arroyo and the Desert, we're we are in the desert where water is limited, right? And growth means more water consumption, and right, you know, which 
And we're and subsidizing all that growth on the fringe, especially that particular Campo del Sol project, which is owned by Mr. Paul Foster. And uh, he's in a tax increment reinvestment zone, TERS 13 out there, and he gets that community gets to keep 75% of the taxes on their improvements out there and on their increase in value for uh, 50 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that means we're going to be subsidizing that sprawl. We, the taxpayers, the people who are picking up the, the tab for the city's extravagances, well, we ought to get Mr. Paul Foster in here and ask him about that, see what he thinks about it. You think he's available? Are you listening, Don Pablo? <laughs> Come on over. Come on over. Bring a pizza. Yeah. yeah. Put him in the hot seat. Yeah, well, he's a, you know, I'm sure he's he's up to it, you know. He's, he'll probably just make it rain, bro. <laughs> Throw hundred dollar bills at us till we shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and we will bring it on. <laughs> yeah, let's get him over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see more about. You said that's tears twelve. No, tears no, no. thirteen. Tears thirteen here. Tears thirteen. Oh, no, it's uh. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Tears 13, those old Tears things are a racket. They're all, and you know, the Financial Oversight Audit Committee is looking at tax incentives now. They mm -hmm. started it and they haven't got a report out yet, but it will be interesting to see what they say. Speaking of which, my friend Max Grossman tells me that they're going to release videos, gas station videos from those gas cart abuses at the next city council meeting, which is a week from Tuesday. So I wonder, wonder what that's going to show us. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. uh -huh. Some truth. Who's been abusing their our gas card privileges? You know. So the I, police played ball and apparently gave it they up. did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. More stuff, at least, you know. I'm encouraged by what's happening at the city. I'm encouraged by this new city council we have who is proactively looking into abuses, special deals, favoritism, increasing our taxes. And, uh, you know, it's encouraging. And I, I don't like to uh, rag on them. Except if I don't do that, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, who's going to do it? <laughs> who's going to do it? We yeah. got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And just a quick reminder for folks that about that tiers thirteen that ends in the termination date on that is in twenty seventy. Twenty seventy. Well, I'm really um, looking for forward. I'm going to have a big birthday party in 2070. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll <shoot>. zoom you. <laughs> Y'all be 84. You'll be 84. Yeah. Right on. If at all. Yeah, it's ridiculous how they're abusing us, you know. It's ridiculous that we have to pay for their bright ideas, you know. I, I sometimes ask the question, if they're so rich, how come they're not smart? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
dazu. <lacht> okay. Right on. So, I don't know. What do y'all think about El Paso populations? Will it grow or, or won't it? For our listener. I, I wonder uh, what they think. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Feel free to reach out to us. You can catch us at elchuqueno at gmail.com. E-L-C-H-U-Q-U-E-N-O at gmail.com. G-M-A-I-L period C-O-M dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, El Paso used to be great. You know, it used to be easy. You used to have fun. You didn't have to worry about paying those property taxes. Didn't have to worry about, you know, there was work if you needed it, you know. I tell you, uh, when I lived back there in Austin in the 70s, when the Earth's crust was still warm and dinosaurs walked the Earth, I I wanted to come back to El Paso because I had the uh, skill set and the mindset that worked in El Paso. And they didn't work half as good in Austin. But you know what really convinced me to move back to El Paso? Tell us, Rich. I couldn't get a speeding ticket fixed in Austin. Oh, shit. You know? I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew me. I didn't know anybody that knew anybody. Right. But, you know, here, you just, you know, go into the traffic ticket lawyer. I I have a perfect driving record, by the way. You do? Yeah. Because you know all those traffic ticket lawyers? Yeah, I'm here. I'm from El Paso. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you just walk in there, drop 50 bucks on the deck. Give them the ticket and say, "Yeah, call me if you need it." And they used to—they used to come in and they'd give you the spiel. Well, you know, I got to meet with the district attorney and tell him what a nice guy you are and how this is a just a misunderstanding, you know. And plead your case with the district attorney and he'll let you off. Or they say, "Well, what they do is they—the uh, lawyer shows up at traffic court and uh, if the policeman is there." They ask to reset the case. And they do it again, and if the policeman's there again, they ask to reset the case. And they keep doing that until the one day the policeman doesn't show up. And then they say, okay, I'm ready, Your Honor. And they say, well, the cop's not here, case dismissed. Doom, right? That's the story they tell you. No. I know, you know. Hmm. I, was, I was born yesterday, I believe that, you know. The I'm, formula works. Yeah, the formula mm-hmm. works. Yeah, no, I don't think that's really what happens. But I don't want to speculate. I don't want to besperch anybody's good reputation, even if they deserve it. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, got my copy of uh, Reason Magazine, Free Minds and Free Markets. You know Reason Magazine? That's the uh, Libertarians magazine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, you know... I think we need a lot more liberty than we have now, but I'm not a full-on libertarian. I'm more an anarchist, you know. I just assume have no government, you know. But yeah, uh, but uh, Libertarian magazine this month, I don't. It, it was a gift. I mean, somebody sent it to me. I don't know where it's coming from, but God bless them. I think they're trying to influence my thinking. But all those isms. All those isms got a problem, you know. They've all got their own limitations, you know. Socialism, communism, capitalism, totalitarianism. Uh, 
libertarianism, right? They've all got the problem. But libertarianism, you know, I think a lot of the problems we have in society today are come from people worried about stuff that's none of their business, you know? Well, I mean, like all that gender stuff, you know? Who cares, you know? Who cares? Who cares, man? You know, you're not hurting me any, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw an interesting video touching on that topic, and the guy was like, so what if you're hetero? We don't care what you do. Right. What are you going to say? I'm, I'm a hetero stud. <laughs> alpha male. Yep. Yeah, I'm an alpha male hetero stud. I slay the women. <laughs> nobody cares, man. Right, nobody cares, right. But, uh, you know, they're all uh, outlawing gender affirmation care. I mean, the whole thing's, you know, it's a little weird for me. You know? It's I mean, real you weird. Know, I mean, and... Uh, I don't know. What if you got a seven-year-old kid or something like that who decides he's a girl or she's a boy, you know? And at 18, they can go to the chopping block. Right, right. But I don't know if... if uh, but they can't vote or serve I don't know if, if... I don't know if... I don't know if they're old enough to make that decision. I don't, you know, and... And I think part of the problem, too, is our whole binary culture, you know? I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's weird, man. Yeah. Cis. Isn't that what they call it? Isn't that what you... Isn't that what you... Uh, millennials call it? What are you, a millennial, did you say? Cisgender is... Cisgender. You identify it? by your gender at birth, I guess, or your sex at birth, well, something like that. Yeah. So, that's the way it's always I think that for those kids who transition, though, it's, it's social... It's, you know, changing names or wearing different clothes. There's no surgeries happening for, for kids. Right. And, you know, if you're an adult, you can... Do your thing, man. Do your or thing. I, I mean, think... you know, by the time you get to that decision, you're, you've talked to a lot of people and gone through a lot of kinds of counseling, I think, from right. doctors and, you know, all right. that. So I don't know if it's... It's also a, a super minority of the population. I mean, it's... Right? I mean, it's... Is it even a percent? I don't know. I don't know. I mean... For... You know, I was telling a very good friend of mine the other day how this song has become so relevant. It's a song by uh, 10 Years After. I'd 10 love, Years After. I'd love to change the world. I'd love to change the world. <laughs> But I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, 10 years after. Right. A Space in Time. That's one of the best albums here. Right on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, but I know what we can do. We can eat those Twinkies. Golden sponge cake with a cream filling. <laughs> <laughs> with coffee. <laughs> with coffee. Black coffee made with water. Mm-mm-mm. I had some for breakfast this morning. People ask me, why are you so young? I say, it's the preservatives they put in the Twinkies, you know? They're preserving you, really. They're mm-hmm. preserving me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twinkie, Twinkie, Twinkie. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, Twinkie's an appropriate name when we're talking about this stuff. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, maybe that's it for today, unless you guys got something you want to add. No. I no? don't think so. Well, we knocked oh, out. Don't about forget to vote in your uh, May elections. That's right. Runoffs coming up. School boards. School boards. I, mm-hmm. I don't have I don't a candidate. You don't have I one. I don't no, have it's a district candidate. District 2, which is Burgess, and District 6, which is Franklin. So, uh huh. Those feeder patterns, out. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're out there, go vote. Go vote. Just go vote to. Just give a go vote to show up. You know, you get to look at the fire station. You know, it's, maybe they got one of those Zodiac boats in there. You know, so get the little mm-hmm. decal. Get the little decal. I voted. Yeah, if if I uh, owned a bar anymore, I'd have a drink special special for people with that "I voted" sticker. There you go. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, get them participating. Get them active. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, you've wasted another perfectly good 20 minutes listening to El Chiqueño Presents Almost Live from Big D's Party Palace. As always, we'll be back real soon, and uh, I'm here with Vernie G. Have a good day, folks. And Ben Ami. See you later. And my name is Rich Wright, and thank you for stopping by, and uh, you'll hear us later. Ciao.